Yeah, damn it, I need my computer. I want my Xbox, but I cannot find anything else in my life at this particular time that has any type of value. <laughs> because all the other shit that did have some type of value in my life before this time, right now, at this moment, I've already pawned and didn't get it back. So now I'm thinking of something else to pawn so I can get some more dope from the trap and come back to my room and be depressed about it for about five minutes and then after that it will go away until I'm sober again and I'll think about like oh shit where the fuck is that ticket I don't I can't find the fucking ticket he gave me the ticket looking in my fucking pants oh there it goes it's right there the same fucking pants I've been wearing for three days look at the ticket uh 30, 300% interest rate <laughs> Same old shit, just a different day. Out here trying to get it, each and every way. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I'd have ran out of money more than once in my life, even before my drug addiction, but I did not take shit that I needed to the pawn shop. Alright, the pawn shop is the economics of drug addiction <laughs> it's part of the economics of drug addiction that is just my opinion if I am politically incorrect feel free to correct me send me a message send me anything that you want on this episode about this episode or anything pertaining to this episode in the pawn shop and your fucking analysis of how pawn shops work if you're a pawn shop owner you know that you bank off of people like me and other people like us and people like other than yourself because you have to maximize your capitalism to the max to survive understandable but uh this is what we're gonna do and this is what we're gonna get into this is the pawn shop episode man if you're a drug addict uh, you don't have to be a drug addict, but if you are, you are very familiar with pawn shops, the, the, the goddamn mom and pop pawn shops, whatever they might be around your town. And then you have the franchise pawn shops, like Cash Pawn, and, uh, Title Pawn, and, uh, Rent-A-Wheel, that's, that's a whole different <laughs> sector. And uh, anything or any other entity that can be uh, classified as a quote-unquote uh, loan shark. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this episode. This episode right here is the pawn shop. As a drug addict, you are very familiar with the pawn shop, as I am very familiar with the pawn shops. If you are not a drug addict, the pawn shop could be just a... A very good decent way to get by uh, if you're responsible and end up getting your shit back uh, you'll probably lose about 20 bucks but uh, these type of situations everyone can experience within their life if you are not born with a silver spoon 
If you are under the influence of drugs and you have a problem with drug addiction, the pawn shop can be a very regular place that you will visit. If you obtain your items illegally, shame on you. Uh, but I, I, tr I honestly, I understand, but I will not condone. You know, you you have a problem. You don't make. You don't have to make anybody else's problem your problem in any other type of way. If you are a decent drug addict like I was, <laughs> and if you were a drug addict that have some type of morals, you would just pawn the shit that you had before you started using drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, this is the basic economics of drug addiction. The pawn shop is included. Yeah, yep. So this is the. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the inception. Nine times out of ten, you probably be fucking high already. I remember I was when I made these type of decisions, bad decisions, my ad. Uh, yo. So I left. Fucking love. I. <laughs> I apologize. I'm fucking trying to test this ugly ass mic. All right. Uh. So you fucking high already, you might be coming down, you probably be sky high, peeking and shit, tweaking, whatever the fuck you do, times three, mixed up with seven, add a five, and carry the fucking one. After you get done with that, you start looking around your room like, fuck, I need that, I need that, I need that, where can I get some money? Fuck, I do not want to go to this pawn shop, I'm not going to get this shit back. If I do get it back, it's going to be three months later, and the interest rate is going to be 300 plus percent. And I will be able to pay three times more than what the value of this product is on the fair market value. So, uh, you can go ahead and check your Richter scale and then analyze that. Double that down and then make your decision. The decision is, the decision is made after that is made forward as looking back to the same point where shit started from the same point after it fell off and then you regain that same item again Richter scale is the key term for this episode please write Richter scale down it is pronounced Richter scale if you spell it out it will be rich scale <laughs> Alright, I'll stop talking shit. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into the inception of the, um, <laughs> the, the pawn shop episode. I, you, you can tell that I do not script these. I should script my podcast because I think it will add just a little bit more value and some more structure to my podcast. But I just like to give people my insights and my experiences and my circumstances raw and I think that my audience will be appreciative of raw material so uh this is the third time that I'm going to get started with this episode so you walk into <laughs> the fucking pawn shop you look around be like god damn it it has that weird smell smell like fucking gasoline in there <laughs> God damn it! Uh, <laughs> see that goddamn cashier. <laughs> so 
So, uh, what are you looking for? Like, god damn it. It doesn't fucking matter. You, it, it's already fixed. <laughs> it's already fixed. Whatever it is, you're gonna give me a third of whatever it's worth. Like, it doesn't matter. You just being nosy. You just being fucking nosy. Like, I hate that shit, man. That shit used to piss me off. And then I, especially if when I walked in there already fucking geeking, like, I like, like, she's a, uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't say that because <laughs> even though the price is already thick, it's already fixed at a whatever, uh, on a third of whatever that I am pawning. <laughs> I just need to, uh, try to maintain some type of decent composure and be polite and courteous and have some type of humbleness about myself and maybe I can hustle up an extra more couple of dollars out of them it never worked it worked one time out at a small at a small um, mom and pop pawn shop but it, it, it never works at the franchise pawn shops because you cannot get away with anything more than what they will give you at those pawn shops so as you're negotiating with these people these people are they might be cognizant of your situation they might not give a fuck they might be able to maybe sense of what's going on with you if you ever walked into a pawn shop drunk or high um, you can tell that they might have little to no remorse of what you're going through what you need the money for and what you're about to do after they give you the money and if you are going to pick up your items back because sometimes they might not give you shit because if they can sense that you're not going to pick up whatever piece of shit that you're upon and they're not going to give you your money back excuse me rather your loan they're not going to give you any type of loan or whatever piece of shit that you're upon it because they're not going to risk sitting on your item for months and months and months on end and not being able to sell it on ebay <laughs> yep so uh there's been plenty of times where i've been trying to negotiate with my uh pawn shop cashiers because I was trying to get some more money for drugs. Uh, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Most of the time it didn't, but when it did work, I was more happy, and I guess the dope man was more happy, and I was more happy for the short term. So, uh, if you're trying to get your item back, that can be very hard during drug addiction because once you're out of drugs and it's going to be plenty of times that you run out of money. If you some type of have, if you have any type of responsibility about yourself, knowing your drug addiction, it's very hard, but um, it's doable, especially during your early stages. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, sorry. So you're gonna um, upon certain items that I needed that was necessities to my life. Uh, at a um, at an uncertain amount of time. Uh, laptops, phones. Uh, jury I never stole anything from anybody and pawned it uh, my laptop I always got it back numerous amounts of time um, <laughs> uh, they, I noticed one thing about pawn shots they be fucking writing notes they have notes that they put under your account within their system um, the particulars of those notes I have never 
be able been able to denote <laughs> because I never saw them. But you can tell like they're kind of I don't know the process of being a working at a pawn shop at, as a cashier or whoever the agents or whatever you call the people that gives you the loan. But I'm pretty sure they go under some type of training to be able to accept certain items, pass on certain items. Uh, be able to, I guess, kind of read your body language and behavior, walk into the pawn shop, you know, kind of see how eager you are and shit like that. That's what, that's just what makes sense. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's just what makes sense from my experiences. Uh, the shit that I did end up getting it back. I built up, uh, a report <laughs> or, uh, I built up some credibility pretty much within that pawn shop. If you're familiar with pawn shops, you already know that, you know, if you actually come back and get your shit, there'll be, they'll be more lenient on giving you a loan. Um, I fucked up at plenty of pawn shops <laughs> with this credibility because of most of the shit that I get, I didn't get back. I always got back my computer. I guess that's the only thing I cared about, which was second, <laughs> other than my coke. <laughs> other than cocaine. That was the second most important thing in my fucking life, was my goddamn laptop. So I made sure I got that back within my 30 days before that shit hit fucking two, three, four hundred fucking percent. <laughs> Motherfucker gave me $70, man. I gotta give him back goddamn 200 It's fucked up, but that's the, that's the business of it. And, and that's how they capitalize off of people that are pretty much financially illiterate. So, uh, that's just one aspect of it. I've also um, had experience with Title Pawn. <laughs> I had a piece of shit 95 Corsica, man. The Chevrolet Corsica. That shit never, it, it was, it treated me real good. It looked like shit, but it ran real good, you know. It wasn't impressive. It was 1995. During the peak of my drug addiction, it was like 2015. So, like, it, it, it was an A to B, and it was very dependable. So, I pawned the title for it. It was paid for. <laughs> I pawned the title for it. Went in there and sat down shit. Went over all that goddamn paperwork. She gave me the brochure. And then it had all the months broken down within it. And like this is your interest rate. And how it's going to increase over time. Just like any other loan. And um, their compound interest it's crazy, and I can see how they're able to expand nationwide fairly easily. <laughs> uh, I didn't end up getting it back <laughs> because I was uh, I was still using drugs. So uh, I pawned my title for my car for four or five hundred dollars. I forgot it was a while ago. Uh, <laughs> no credit check. I was like, shit, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, just like everything else in my goddamn life, fuck it, 
they started sending me those texts and calling and shit, you know, just fucking sending a voicemail and don't respond. So, uh, now I can't do shit with the car, having proof of ownership or selling it. So, uh, the car ended up breaking down on me. Um, I made a YouTube video on that. It was a very sad moment in my life. And I still did not learn my lesson, so I went on Google and I called on one of those 1-800-pick-up-your-junk-car-type businesses and shit. And um, they came and picked the car up and they gave me $100 and I went straight to the trap with that $100. And I spent the whole $100 on cocaine. Pretty much doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Um, during those mind terms, <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't get it together. Also, was using pawn shops to fuel my addiction when I should stop. When I'm out of money, that means I should have stopped. <laughs> if you're out of money and you're looking for items to pawn during your drug addiction, that means you should stop. It's not easily as done as it is said. But one thing that you should do is not let pawn shops itemize you. They take advantage of you during your drug addiction. Pawn shops are fueled by thieves, drug addicts, and people that are financially illiterate. Don't be a victim. Stop being victimized. Learn from your mistakes and don't make those type of sacrifices where you won't have any type of gain from. With all things considered, this is the last time.